and you are now tuned in to My Skin Is My Sin presents another episode of Intellectually Petty Radio. My name is Jobs, and I was supposed to have an intro there, um, and it just never played. But we are on Blog Talk. Oh, and I couldn't even remember the fucking slogan. Uh, <laughs> man, it's been so long since I've uh, been on Blog Talk, man. We started off on Blog Talk, and I never got rid of the, the Blog Talk, because y'all know, man, because y'all tap into uh, uh, Queens with Vibes and Visions, um, and Self Love is my rehab. On a consistent basis, I know you do. If not, fix that. But hold on, let's play this joint. and make sure that my shit was working effectively, efficiently, and sonically. It was of high quality. And I actually, I, I, I must admit, I enjoy the radio, like, just the audio a lot better than, than, like, the visual. I just do. I think I'm a lot more freer. It's a controlled environment. I don't have people looking at me. You know, yes, I just made air quotes. Um, but yo, we should have a dope show, and it, it's gonna be pretty lit. And we're only gonna do about thirty minutes, if that. You know, um, but we're about to talk about some weed, and with an expert, a connoisseur, if you will. And you know I can't, you know, if you've ever listened to the show, you know jobs cannot multitask. So my bad for my dead silence, which I do on, on, on a consistent basis when waiting for somebody to call up. Not going to lie to you. I could, but what's the point? Uh, how was your day? If you try to work on your flaws, your flaws will eventually become not flaws. <laughs> when trying to be deep goes wrong. Right, give me some good examples of when trying to go when trying to be deep goes wrong. Like what's oh my God. Oh yeah, I I, I and I said this um earlier and shout out to my oh my god man I'm so freaking amazed my daughter is pregnant 
and this is her first baby. Shout out to you and my pending grandbaby. That's pretty dope, man. All right, let me get the guest on too, man. What's good, fam? How you doing? Not bad. How's it going? It's going great, man. I woke up this morning. I got a chance to smoke one. I'm I'm having a good day. Sounds like it already. Not bad. Yeah. Same boat for me. I'm not mad at that, man. Um, and if you don't know, um, we're speaking to Turtle. I don't know if you want me to give give me your title or, or anything like that. I'll let you do, you know, you say anything further. Um, other than that, man, let's talk about some weed. Is that cool? Okay. Yeah, I don't All even right, know what my title is. All right. You know what I mean? I, 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 I don't have one, so. <laughs> You know, company creator. Help. Partial company creator. I don't know what the title is of that. That's pretty dope, though. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. Yeah. You know, especially if they, if, they, if they, you know, you successful. Exactly. When was the first time you smoked weed? In the uh, the summer after sixth grade. Yeah. My homie's biggest big sister, little kid Ty. And so I remember it was like a a deer bone, like a piece of deer bone that was a pipe with some leather on it. They're like hippie stoner kids from Frisco. And uh, I took a hit. And I blew all the weed out the pipe because I blew back through it. And they were like, what the? No. And they're like, yeah, you got to hear me. was that? <laughs> I blew all the burning weed on the floor. They were not happy. So they put us out the room. And yeah, that was the first time. The second time I couldn't tell you. But that was definitely the first time. That's crazy. Did you, like, does, does that count? Did you get high? Um. No, I don't. I don't. We were already drinking beers, so I don't really remember. I, di- I didn't think so. Like I didn't really feel other than like burning throat, because it was probably some, you know, what we used to call Mexican weed, some brown weed uh, from the park or something. So it wasn't some fire like. <laughs> uh, yo, yo, people disrespect yeah, the brown weed too, man. I used to smoke a lot <laughs> of brown weed. Yep, brown weed done well is good. They just didn't take too much care of it, you know? Wait a minute, you can oh, yeah. buy some fire brown weed? That, yeah. Hell yeah. Eventually, we moved up from brown. We moved up to smoking what we called bream, which was brown and green mixed. It was brown weed that hadn't been turned brown. It was what it was before. Whatever they did to make it turn brown and be all funky. And it was great. It, you know, I don't... Who knows what it was and, Sensors from Mexicali, you know, back in oh, what the hell is this? Eighty-eight or something? Eighty-nine? Like, who knew what the weed was? Yeah, probably eighty-eight, eighty-seven, eighty-eight. Like, it was just whatever was at the park available. And that's uh, pretty much that's somebody's pops out of old school stash or something. Yo, but that's when that literally, like, like saying I got five on it actually meant something. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we used to call it getting the Ocho because it was eight bucks for a little tinfoil ball full of weed. 
So we all put our money together. Everybody put in their two bucks. Really, it was like, I got two on it. Or if you have bread, you can put your five and get half the Ocho to yourself and then give the other half to the, to the whole fees that would grab a couple of Ocho's. <laughs> that was hilarious. When you think back then, that's hilarious. Hey, man. Hey, it was crazy, bro. Like, like, especially when I was in college, man. I smoked a shitload of weed in college. But it was always the same weed, the same guy. Every time, the whole time I was there, I didn't graduate, but I was there a couple of years. Whole time I was there, like same guy, and end up like running into him after the college, after he graduated, and shit, and same dude, same week. Oh, I don't yeah. know, like, 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 like ne- never. Yeah, it, it just it wasn't the best week, but he was always on, and right around the block from me. That's availability is key. Yeah. Availability is key. Oh my god! Uh, that's and hilarious. now you can order this shit online. So. Isn't it crazy? That's fucking crazy, bro. Like we had, you know, we had different flavors back then, but it wasn't nothing like it was today. Nothing, you know. Maybe there was five or six you'd see over the course of the year. Maybe ten if you were lucky, but not right. You could see. 25 new things, I guess, when you walk into the club if you don't go every day. Uh, it's pretty crazy. I've had all the jobs. I worked as a bud tender. I worked as a buyer for a club. Uh, did some merchandising. So it's like I've seen the industry grow and how it, how it all works. So uh, not all of it. Like I haven't done compliance. I haven't done all the so – mm-hmm. I think I'm more of a creator than a, than a um, paperwork studier. Um, but – yeah, learning all the different parts of the parts of the industry has definitely been beneficial, and it gives you a little bit of credibility when you speak because, like, y'all been doing this thirty plus years. You know, not yeah. too many people can make that claim. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, that, that's that's a small list of people. Um, so it's just pretty crazy to where this whole thing has come out to. Um, <laughs> Having grams in in uh, high school to having a company in my adulthood, it's it's pretty pretty surreal. Did not see this one coming, bro. I'm not gonna lie. Nah. I did not think that we would be able to just go to a store and buy weed in my lifetime. Even when I worked as a bud tender, I was like, this is every day I went to work. Like this is so crazy. It's like not quite Seven Eleven, but pretty much a Seven Eleven for weed stuff. You know, we didn't have drinks, but we had all kinds of edibles and top, topicals and tinctures and uh, cartridges weren't around really back then. But, you know, you had different kinds of, definitely different kinds of things. And it was just like, wow, I work at a store. Like, the cops aren't coming in here and pulling us out in handcuffs. And, you know, okay. And then to then be managing the buying department of the dispensary, you know, Several years after that, like, this is even the next level. Like, I work in an office all day buying and selling legal cannabis. Like, this is crazy. Like, okay. And now, <laughs> it's, even the, the level ups have been, it, it's hard to see each one coming because, you know, it's, it's all about public sentiment at the end of the day. And um, so, you kind of got, you you get a little bit of momentum, and that gains a little. Mm-hmm. That gets a new crowd of people to give you some momentum, and that gains a new crowd of people to give you the. And I really didn't think 
putting the word legal or recreational was going to make that much of a difference. But oh when I talk to people in dispensaries, they're like, oh, yeah, it's a huge difference. And I'm like, really? Like, in San Francisco, like, it's simply a word. There was nothing that was going to happen to you if you walked into a dispensary and bought a joint and walked down the street and smoked it or nothing. Like, what? Well, and they're like, yeah, but if, if, and I'm like, it, it's, yeah, and it was just like the simple word, one of those two words being added that just opened the market to so many people, which I just found kind of weird. But, I, you know, I've been doing, like I said, I'm 30 plus years into it, so it's just regular for me. Man, I, I was born and raised in Detroit. And to be able to go back to the crib, and if I so wanted to, to just roll up in a store and be like, yeah, let me let me get an A for that, that cookie, or that cheesecake. Hey, what you what what are you smoking on now? Like, what what's your favorite? I'll be honest, I, I get so caught up in my own strains and frankly disappointed when I try a lot of other people's tree that I can stick to my own stuff because I, I know it's going to be quality and I have enough choices to vary uh, to vary my flavors throughout the day, uh, you know, or throughout the week or whatever. Um, but before the show, I just, somebody just did a collab uh, or just ran some giant Fuyu um, carts and concentrates. And so I just rolled up a giant for you joint with some of that giant for you dab in it, took a few hits, and then jumped on the call. So that was That's that was today. And also this morning I, I smoked a um, – we did a little vegan project, so we got some little flavors that we're hoping we can come out with next. Yeah, and it was, a, it was a turtle pie. I'm not in your level of smoking weed. Well, you know <laughs> – it, it, you got you got to know your limits. I'm not trying to sound like an asshole, but not not too many people are. You know, when you're when it is your daily life, you know what I'm saying. It's kind of I kind of have to. You know, obviously besides the fact I love it, I love the way terps taste and the, the way the terpenes make me feel. Uh, so you know. You know, you know, you like getting high. <laughs> yeah. And, I, and, and I to be able to do that shit and make money? Yeah, I get God. paid to do it. Jeez. Yeah, that's got to be fucking you know? great, man. It's pretty cool. It is pretty fun. I'm very blessed, you know. I'm, I'm very blessed and very thankful. Try never to make it about me. I'm shy on these interviews. I never put my picture on shit. Lately, with the store opening, my picture's been out there. My people been taking it. It's, it's just such a weird thing because... We went out of our way never to make it about us. We're nobody. You know what I'm saying? We're just some dudes who got some But it helps. And, you know? I, I it helps if you got, like, an icon as a part of your brand. And, like, like you got that it factor. But the, the like, brand I, I hung out with you does, for a little like, bit. You're a cool dude. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Thank you very much. I felt the same way. I appreciate that. Yeah. You know, so... I can see it, you know, and it's it's usually the people that that are unassuming that people are more attracted to because they don't want the spotlight. The spotlight wants them. You could be that dude. In fact, I think I think I want the spotlight. The opening or the the pre-opening, and they 
some of the artists told me to get up on stage, and I, I don't know the last time I've been that nervous. So I was just like, oh, there was only like 200 people there, and I didn't know what to say. Even just before when you called and told me about the interview, I was like, oh, man, like, I had to go outside and sit in the sun for a few minutes, take a few hits. Like, so if this is what it's going to be, <laughs> I got to get used to it because it's definitely an awkward feeling for me. Like I said, we always just kind of made it about we put our personality into the packaging and into the feel of the brand not really into the public's persona. You know what I mean? We don't have a spokesperson yeah. per se for TP. It's just, we just kind of let the fun, the, the product and the fun, hopefully we're expecting fun, uh, that try to like point the way for us. You know what I mean? It's, I don't know. <clears throat> it's, it's, kind of, it's humbling. It's, it's a weird position to be in and it's definitely uh, taking some getting some used to. And I, I'm, I'm assuming it's just beginning, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, like, <laughs> there are certain people that I think, like, as a matter of fact, like, like, okay, give me three people that, that you could, if dead or alive, you could get high with, who would it be? Three people dead or alive I could get high with. Tupac for sure. That'd be a good one. Tupac and Mac Dre. I'm mad I missed. My my friend helped produce Mac Dre for a couple years before he died, and we're all from the Bay, so we were you know big followers. And and I got invited to the studio one time, and I didn't go because oh long story. But and and then he died like a couple months later, and I was kind of mad. So I would have had that one. Um, I should have went, but. Uh, sorry. So yeah, I mean, I get the Tupac was the first person that jumped into mind, and probably Robin Williams and Barack Obama. And if I could do it all at the same time, that'd be ideal. Robin Williams. I've never yeah, heard anybody say that. Well, he's a super stoner, and he's hilarious, and I grew up with him. And you know, I don't know anything about his political anything. If, if he's on some political shit that's not right, I don't know nothing about him that. I just remember dude being hilarious and being from Frisco or hung out in Frisco, and I grew up watching him as a kid. You know, it's hard to pick, you know. It's, uh, give me three out of all the people. I, I mean, I mean like, those are just those are just three I or four. I fucked with Robert Williams. Williams heavy. Yeah. Well, yeah, very guess, talented dude. Those were really the four names that popped into my head. And I haven't really thought of anybody else prior to, but I think I would love to get high with Dave Chappelle. I think I can get high with Dave Chappelle. I know I can't get high with the other ones. You know what I mean? Like I, I, I don't put that as an impossibility. If he's if Dave Chappelle's more than me, there's a there's a possibility that him and I will cross paths one day and smoke weed together, or at least I smoke from my weed. But yes. the other ones, I for sure can't smoke with them. I, I know Brock ain't gonna get out of me, and the other two can't. So, well, I'll tell you what. Like as long as I have a brain and functioning, the cipher that I was in with yourself, uh, my cousin. Uh, uh, and a few other people I'm not going to mention no names um, but man that was like one of the highlights of my weed smoking career 
Because I haven't seen my cousin, like, like I haven't seen my cousin for, do this, like, you say you've been doing it, like, 30 years. I don't know how many years he's been doing it, but it's fucking decades. So I've seen it, you know what I'm saying? I was kind of, like, bear witness to, like, I remember when shit wasn't great. Yeah. Oh, for sure. You know? For sure. So, yeah, it's it's pretty dope seeing, like, the shit that's, that's going on and him finally being able to, like, take advantage of that shit and doing so. So that's pretty fucking dope. It is pretty cool. Yeah. It's definitely cool. And it's yeah. cool to to see people take advantage of their opportunities and, and make something of it. Uh, you know, when it, when the opportunity is given to them is to is to treat it the right way and make the most out of it while they can because the shit could end tomorrow. You know what I mean? I doubt it. Yes. Public sentiment got weed, you know, going the right direction. But, you know, I've, I've counted my chicken way too many times in this industry. Yeah. yeah. So now I'm just like, today was good. Let's hope tomorrow's good. Let's hope the next yeah. day is good. Yeah. Because if Trump gets back in office, all everything that, that they're going to push it back. You know, and it's a possibility. Um, I, I think it's an impossibility that Trump gets put back in office. I, I don't think that will happen. Uh, however, I don't. Uh, I didn't really get much on Trump's cannabis policy, to be honest. Like, he didn't really seem for or against it. But it's, you have, what, 37, 38 states now that have some form? And, you know, it's only those very few super conservative, you know, states in the Middle East. Uh, in the middle southeast of the country, I guess, and mm-hmm. they're holding tight. And there could be a few that I'm missing, but um, yeah, I don't know that they're putting the genie back in the bottle. Um, I'll be, I'll be impressed if because I don't want to. I grew up in the current administration's in the vice president's district, and I saw mm-hmm. how she treated cannabis for mm-hmm. two decades. Uh, I have, I'm more suspect about her than I am about Trump and cannabis, to be frank. Uh, oh, wow. Because I don't know Trump to fight it for or against it ever, but I know she fought against it hard for Philly, you know, and it ain't her directly, but the policy that she was in charge of. So, um, I'm hoping that they do, uh, that they do once and for all, you know, get it pushed across the line. But, yeah, when it comes to Trump and Lee, like, I got a lot to say about him or not say preferably, but I don't, I don't have an opinion on his cannabis. That's how I really couldn't tell you what it is. Wow, that's interesting. You, you, if you can enlighten me, you know, if you know something about it, I'm happy to learn. I, I don't know I shit, bro. Like, yeah. No, he <laughs> just, I just figure anything that he feels like black folks – or Hispanic folks is gonna make some money off of. He ain't for that shit. Okay, there's that aspect, sure. But I look you know, at but anything that makes money. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> yeah, right. he, he, he's like, he's like, I'll let you guys sell it, but I'm gonna own the rights to it. You know, like I Pretty can him yeah. wiggle his way into it. They did some funny shit with CBD, like they descheduled it, and then. A bunch of politicians who are against it all of a sudden went and 
did some research and then they rescheduled mm-hmm. it again. Like they opened the window for people in the know to do the things they needed to do and then close the window again. I thought that was interesting. Um, I wish I knew more about what I was saying, but I did think they did some funny shit with CBD where they had to schedule one. They descheduled it and then rescheduled this one again. Um, wow. That's in that gap, in that gap, yeah, you politicians who I probably don't agree with were getting involved in it. But that's and they is, probably man. grandfathered them in when they changed it back. Shit, yeah. Or they just wrote the laws that with a loophole that only they know about, you know? Look, this loophole's big enough for 10 of us to get into it. I don't know how that shit works, but I don't trust my That's crazy. That's crazy. That's so crazy. Um, okay, so so let me ask you this. Do you think that it's getting too strong, that weed is getting too strong? Or is is that a possibility? <laughs> I mean, is that a possibility? What's too strong? Like, four beers, four or five beers is too strong for me, but people can crush a case and be fine. You know what I mean? So what's too strong? Like, you said you weren't on my level smoking where I'm smoking hot joints. Like, I already made my weed stronger by adding concentrate to it. So can it be too strong? Yeah, for the wrong person on the wrong, you know, on day one or something. It's, it's all about moderation. You know what I mean? It's absolutely, we can be too strong. You know, one hitter quitter, but one hitter quitter has been around for a long time, you know? So it's... I'm Who's sure the last time you up. had a one hitter quitter? <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I couldn't tell you. <laughs> I couldn't tell you. <laughs> um... Yeah, like, when was the last, all right, all right. So when, when was the last time you tapped out? Um, you know, there's some probably the last time. Like in in a strange way, I think I'm allergic to weed because I get very congested. I cough really deep, and I get a lot of spit, and I have to spit a lot when I smoke weed. And I smoke with people, and they're, like, looking at me like, damn, buddy, you go through a lot when you do that. <laughs> and they're, and we're smoking together, and, and they have mm-hmm. none of that. And always, like, trimming weed and growing weed, like, I always had sinuses and, like, runny nose. So I just assume I'm allergic to it and don't care and push through. That being mm-hmm. said, the only time I tap out is when I'm probably smoking the hash joints with the crew who grows the weed up in the sack because since COVID, I don't get out much. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I do, I'm getting out more and more now, but you know, we didn't get out for a long time and they're the only ones I spend a lot of any time with. And they, they're so much younger than me and they smoke so big that I can't keep up. Um, and I get so high, like, what's the point of I got to just chill out so I can drive again. So I definitely can get too high. I can get uncomfortably high. Um, but, yeah, probably with the team I can sack because they're the biggest cheapers I know. Which is some weird shit because a high mind is, man, I've been there where, where you, 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 you too, it's too much. You start tripping. I have been there, bro. I'll I'll get like accelerated heart rate, and, and I mean when you're when you're smoking weed and hash together, I don't know if you do that, but the, the high is significantly more intense. 
And when you're doing that for 25, 30 minutes as the thing goes round and round and the second one goes round and round the circle, you know, the human body can only take so much. And I'm a little older. I've probably probably smoked more than them in their lifetimes, you know. Right. Uh, So I, I definitely... I'm like, I'm good. You guys go ahead and finish that shit. Plus, I get to a point where I cough and choke so much. I just can't even breathe. I start having an asthma attack, even though I never really been diagnosed with asthma. I just get to a point where I, I have to, you know, take some deep breaths over in the corner and get back to my sensibility. <laughs> and I might jump back in, but I'll definitely skip. I'll let it skip me three or four times in the minimum. And, and, you know, if I get back in, I get back in. Sometimes I'll just go find water and chill out. Hey man, uh, I, I've smoked hash once, and that was probably twenty years, twenty five years ago. You don't, smoke and I was high for like, no, like like dabbing. Nope. Okay. Nope. Nope. That, I mean, that's what I'm referring. I'm not really referring to the hash you're referring to. Cause I don't know how much of the audience, if whatever audience there is, has much experience like hash, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm that's. Yeah, I'm actually just referring to what's now called cannabis, but basically the same thing at the end of the day. It's complicated cannabis form, but hash joints sounds better than dab joints or concentrate joints. Or, you know what I mean? So, yeah. Because, just, just to clarify, but yeah, old right. school hash. That's a great, that's the best. I love that stuff. That's fucking high for like five hours. Oh, yeah. Concentrate yeah. shit. Yeah, that was like yeah, and I it, and it, it wasn't bad. It was just too much for me, you know. I asked, I, okay, you know, it was me and my boy, we had to go to summer school and shit. We're like, fuck it, we're gonna try some hash. We never did that shit before. Went down, <laughs> go back to Detroit, got some, came back, and was just smacked for like the whole, whole rest of the fucking day. Yeah, it was it, man, yeah. oh. I'm not a big edible eater either because you can't, you can't really control, you know what I'm saying? Like I can control how much I put in the joint and I prefer easy wires. Don't, that's my paper of choice, but it's just strictly, strictly joints for me. I don't really, I'm not about to roll up no blunts, no shit like that. Yeah. I I quit smoking Newports and when I quit smoking Newports, I pretty much, quit smoking blunts uh, in my early 20s and never went back. Mm-hmm. Uh, my joint roll is still in trash too, but I got a nice joint roll that works great for me. <laughs> I got a little bit of arthritis in my uh, in my right hand and making the joint be tight enough is it, more of a challenge than I need it to be. So I can roll three in the, in the machine and in the time I can roll one in my hand and the three in the machine are much better. Uh, so I tapped out on that a long time ago. You asked me something else, I think, but they always went. Yeah, I might have to cop, cop one of those because, yeah, it's pretty bad. Like, I always get the fucking ends of the shit, like, way too tight. And I can't stop doing that shit. I've been doing this shit for fucking decades. Yeah. And it was really Not bad because I couldn't roll a blunt to save my life, and it was embarrassing. Two little rods went over. It's not the worst thing. You know what's not embarrassing? I didn't purposely roll joints. Opening up, your, <laughs> opening up your little container and having four or five little perfect fucking two gram joints or a gram and a half joints rolled up looking like uh, you know, I don't even want to say cigarettes but you know what I mean a little box with your perfect ready rolls those are good to go ready for all night you ready to go to the party hang out or go out with friends whatever you get you know, whoever you smoke with 
Yeah. I know. I got like, babe, I need like 25 minutes, okay? <laughs> like, all right. <laughs> I'm gonna go down to the basement, roll a couple doobies up, and then I'm ready to roll. That's pretty dope. That's pretty dope. At some point, you're gonna be able to buy like a pack of cigarettes. I'm assuming they're not cigarettes, but they're like weed, weed, you know, joints. Other, like other people have tried. There was a company who tried that, and it, it it was more difficult than it proved to be more difficult because of freshness and all that. It was the door. It was like a hundred bucks, which may not sound too bad, but in SF six years ago, a hundred bucks for a joint, an eighth of joints rolled up was not a sales product, not a sellable product. Um, but more than likely, as the alcohol and the tobacco companies get involved, things like that will be readily available in the next decade. I can't see why they wouldn't be. Uh, yeah, they were just ahead of their time. Yeah, they were ahead of their time. Cannabis is yet to be fully invaded by alcohol and tobacco, so we got a few more years before it's uh, <laughs> it's gone to the big companies, big pharma. We'll see. I hope there's always room for, there'll always be room for boutiques, but you know, like, do you watch the the uh, the, uh, uh, the weed show on? Uh... Oh, fuck it. What, what is it? It's not Vibe TV. I can't remember. It was a freaking channel. I can't remember. They got like a weed show, and it was, it was like a couple of guys that they were interviewing, and like had huge farms, and they were wait. You know, they they were set up ready to go as soon as whenever the laws change in that particular area, they were ready to go. And I mean, when I say huge farms, dude, like I mean, like Jesus Christ. I don't know, three, four, five hundred thousand acres. Like they're ready. Yeah. They think. Just, I don't know. <laughs> Cold weed ain't easy. I, can, uh, I hope they have some experience for all that. <laughs> I mean, well, at this point, you, you know, like they've been doing it so long in in California, where yeah, they got pretty, oh, they were know, they, California growers. Yeah, this particular cat was. Got it. Okay, that makes more sense than I'm thinking too. Oklahoma dudes or wherever they were from, just like, we set up these farms and we're ready to go. Like, I hope you bought a good grower. <laughs> Growing yeah, weed ain't easy. And growing a thousand acres of weed is a lot harder than that. So, yeah, I don't know what will happen once it goes federal. Like, it, it, it almost makes sense for Cali to just grow it all and ship it across the country. And, but I know that's not going to be the case. And, there will be fortunes made and lost in plenty of other places by people's ability or inability to grow good cannabis that seek that market. Um, but, you know, California with its agriculture and its land and its infrastructure and its amount of qualified people to do it, it's, you know, I don't know, in my mind it seems easy if they just did it, but, you know, I'm sure it won't work out that way. Every state will have their in-house doors. It'd it also be crazy. I guess driving across the country would have, you'd have to have armored vehicles or something or, you know what I mean? Like, that'd probably yeah, be you would. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Or if it's so readily available, you know, I don't I mean, know but, yeah, like so, yeah, alcohol I, and cigarette heists. I don't know if those things are still getting robbed. So if the weed is so readily exactly. available, maybe stealing it isn't the big thing to do anymore. Maybe, you know what I mean? There's not no money in 
robbing you know a trade you know yeah i i, I can see that happening you know where it's just like the prolifer- pro- proliferation is is so much that people are just like eh that's just a weed truck we ain't trying to steal that we ain't trying to rob that yeah yeah exactly but man i don't know like that kind of takes away some of my childhood like i don't know if i want it to be like that much <laughs> I'm I'm with you. I'm with you, you know. But uh what we want and what happens is usually two entirely different things, unfortunately. Especially when you're not right. in control of them. So you know, what happens in your household, in your life, you're partially in control of those things. But what happens in the big picture, you know, you're just along for the ride. Yeah. Let me, get uh, Let me pull over right here. Let me jump back on right here. You know what I mean? Somebody else is driving the big bus. Yeah, to to an extent, like you you can get to a point where, like like uh, Bill Gates calls the White House. He talks to the president. You feel me? Yep. Yeah. Warren Buffett calls the White House. He's talking to the president. It doesn't matter what what what, what uh, uh uh whether you're a Democratic or Republican. They call the White House. They got enough bread. They've gotten to such a, such a point where. You know, like our this country is dependent on Bill Gates' his company now. Where would we be without Apple, a, a fucking trillion dollar company? You know, so um, you can you yeah. can kind you may not you know the odds are against you, but you can get to the point where your money supersedes whoever is like quote unquote running this bitch. If they let you. I don't know if they got a choice. Yeah. I, 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 uh, I, I don't, you know, I don't, in the trillions or in the billions, uh, I just, I don't know, maybe I'm thinking too small, um, but what those people, when you do reach that level, you get the ear of whoever the hell you want, that's for damn sure. Yeah. Now, if they, if that, if there's a, you know, a multi- if there's a billionaire weed person, will they get that same ear? Probably. Hmm. They're paying. They're paying yeah. for whatever lobbyists and and uh, and um, campaigns that they're being asked to pay for. So and that'd be pretty interesting, though. <laughs> that would be. So and people have been lobbying for weed for decades. You know, shout, shout out to them. Not what it is. Public sentiment wasn't what it is now. You had a lot of old thinking. Weed's only been kind of, there's only been a prohibition on like anti-weed sentiment for, I don't know, 50, 60 years. It's kind of weird how whatever they, whatever propaganda they did with the devil's lettuce and, you know, whatever it was back in the day, it was pretty effective because it kind of got rid of weed in the you know, really what they did—it's it's growth. They use the propaganda and they put it out there that black men smoke weed and it makes them rape white women. That's what it was. That's right. Yeah. I did see that. That's right. That's what the heck it was. And of course, it was some fucking crazy shit like that. Right, yeah. and they made that shit hyper illegal and yeah. made like some. Of, you got to see some of these, uh, sure. like oh. Oh, I, I saw that documentary. Them. It's fucking ridiculous, bro. 
No, there was There's a documentary or at least a movie about it, uh, and I, I saw that. I just don't have a good memory, so I can, you you brought that up, and I'm like, oh yeah, that's what it was. I don't even know if it was Reefer Madness. There's probably some other shit besides that, but I definitely... actually it might have been. I think it was Reefer Madness. I saw that too. Okay. Yeah, that was yeah, actually a good well, one too. All right, Hopefully uh, things are coming around, you know. And I know I ain't got so, you too much longer, man. Um, but give me a couple couple more questions. All right, let's say you, you have. I stepped outside. You still got a good. Sorry to cut you off. You still got me good. I stepped outside. Oh yeah, yeah, you're great. Okay. Yeah, you're great, man. Um, so what? Okay, so I know you don't want to be like the CEO of anything. But if you had the ability to just add a couple of wrinkles to, you know, let's say they, they make weed federal and take your idea of growing it in California, because I get what you get where you're going from an economic standpoint. Like there's, you know, cer- certain places they will pay a farmer to not grow some shit because it benefits the, the country more for a certain area to grow some shit. Makes sense. Um, get it out to everybody. Is there anything else that you would change if they came to you and asked your advice? That's just a broad question. Ask my advice about what? what about um, like let's say okay, so let's say Biden comes to you and says, okay, bro, um, I'm about to make weed legal, um, federally speaking. Um, what do you see from a business standpoint that would work on a macro level? And I don't care what it is, you know, if it's you know your outside of your idea of of, of growing it all in California. You know, is there anything else like, okay, well, Maine and such and such can only sell it in January or nothing? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> what Biden needs to do is is identify true professionals in the industry and look the other way at their shortcomings and, and understand how the taxation is wrong, how the... Uh, blanket you you're too high for you know you you're over the limit you know for you blow the machine you know a point eight for me whatever the number is is not the same for somebody who's been smoking weed for a month um, I, I would the laws may actually made sense in California it feels like they put a bunch of laws on the wall that's how a drunk put a blindfold on and some darts. Some of them didn't even make sense together. You know, it's like, well, this one goes against what this one says. Like, well, they'll work it out. Yeah, they'll work it out, but we're here trying to do the right thing. We're trying to spend the money in the right direction to make this go, you know, and it's the the goalpost is is at the end of the maze. Like, all right, I see the post at the top of the maze. It's poking over the top, but I don't know how to get there because you got to keep changing the route. So they... And that's a long question, but the long answer is just they, they need to actually talk to people who know what the hell they're talking about, not somebody like, I'm just a fucking, you know, long-time stoner who cool ideas and came up with a cool brand and had some good flower behind it, just put his passion and love into something he's doing. You know, I, I have some expertise to give, but I'm sure there's more qualified people than I am. Uh, but just people to... Explain how it really is. You know, you know how it really is. Not how they think it is. We're not cigarettes and we're not alcohol. And to be compared to the two is insulting for one. 
um, but it's just a bad comparison. Nor are we pharmaceutical, you know. Um, it's you know to compare the you put weed and alcohol and tobacco, you're you're negating the death that two of them have caused and the the situations that those two have put people in, you know, alcohol that's just in general the situation that puts you in yeah. the health situation that puts you in where weed doesn't it's it's hard to even compare them other than they alter you they're mood altering substances. Okay, that's the comparison that makes sense. Anything after that is just bullshit. So to treat it as such, to regulate it as such is, you know, shallow, short short thinking. Uh, it needs to be have its own classification and treat it as its own entity because that's what it did, its own thing. And cannabis to everybody is smoking a joint. You have six different experiences every time, period. You have six people smoking a cigarette at a table. It's pretty much six people smoking cigarettes. No, if you got some trash weed, six people will say you got trash weed. I was some good weed. Yeah, they're going to have six different experiences. The weed is trash. Well, it might as well be a fucking cigarette. I might rather smoke a cigarette over trash weed. Maybe. Probably not, but uh, yeah. (laughs) You probably don't even remember the last time you had some trash weed. Oh, Oh, yeah. It happens all the time. Because sometimes I'm nice and I'm like, sure, I'll I'll hit your joint. And to be honest, like, it depends on what you mean, trash. Like, we we grow crappy weed all the time, all the time. But I smoke it just to see, make sure there's nothing redeeming about it. Now, trash, like, it's got mold on it or flushed or, like, like go to a foreign country and buy some weed there. Okay, I'm smoking trash weed. But, nah. Unless somebody's like, yeah. I don't know. I do say yes to some people. I'm like, man, this is terrible. My like, wrong thing. And it kind of just drifts <laughs> off. Like, Ugh. I need a fucking gummy bear or something. Like, something to clean this fucking face out of my mouth. Oh, that's uh, got to be horrible, man. <laughs> that's horrible. <laughs> and I'd be like, COVID, thank God. I'm like, nah, man, COVID, bro. I got my own doobies. Nah, you can't have my shit either. I'm sorry, bro. Like, yeah, fuck. COVID. Delta 9, whatever the hell it's called. Delta, not Delta 9, sorry. We, uh, <laughs> uh, whatever the Delta variant. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man, no, nobody, nobody cares, bro. We'll be all right. I'm not about to get, you know. <laughs> yeah. It's a dope yeah, conversation, though, man. Weed. I like talking about weed. Yeah, I do, too. It's a lot less pressure than I felt when you reminded me I had a call in 20 minutes. Yeah, man. You know, like, yeah, man, I'm a pretty laid-back cat, bro. You know, I talk my shit, but I don't want people to feel like like I'm assaulting them. Yeah, I'm, you know what I'm saying I'm, I don't want to feel like I'm assaulted either. And right. I'm pretty laid and back. I, so. <laughs> I've been smoking weed like I don't know since I was ten. I'm 49 years old. Okay, you got That's more than me. Yeah. Yeah, you got more than me. Yeah. You know, well, when I was ten, I I, I was born with glaucoma. Um, and okay. some doctor recommended to my parents that me smoking weed would help my glaucoma. It did not, but I've been getting higher since. 
<laughs> right on, doctor. You're like, right, fuck yeah. you. I got a fucking medical reason. Did you oh, get medical weed? I never did. did. Like, I got the can. Okay. Uh, I got the card and never used it. Okay. This shit was like, so fucking expensive. Well, no, hold on. You're talking about when you were 10 and you're 49. So we're talking oh, 39 oh, years no, ago. Okay. No, and no, no. When I was 10, yeah, I, I mean, I'm like, okay, yeah. Because I see yeah. them pictures where you get like 100 joints in a cookie tin or something. Uh, people would get that <laughs> shit. I'm not like, sure. 10 year old with the fucking stash. Like, your parents are getting 100, giving you five, and keeping the other 95. <laughs> <laughs> Take your joint, young man. Go to your room. We'll be outside. Don't come outside. Hey, no, I have no idea how that worked, man. None. Okay. Yeah. I mean, uh, just if you think, now now I kind of want to know. I want to know how 10-year-old you was smoking weed 40 years ago because that's a pretty interesting story in itself. We're talking 1980. Ten year old you was supposed to smoke weed even if you're eleven. That's a pretty interesting story in it seems criminal. Just something yeah, about I'm that. I'm sure it was. <laughs> I'm sure it was very criminal in, in everybody's eyes but that doctor and your parents and yours. Well, <laughs> you know, well, you know, hey. Your parents would have gotten fucked up. They would have been like, is your kid smoking a joint in the back seat of the car or whatever wherever? Like <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, sir. Well, yeah, but he talked glaucoma. Glaucoma what? Um, damn it. <laughs> In the 80s? Like, yeah. Oh, they definitely would call so 696 kid. Oh, my God, man. <laughs> I, you know, like, I've I, I never really, I just assumed that I, I couldn't have been the only one. You know, but apparently, the like, only not too many people have high? glaucoma. Yeah. Like I didn't, I didn't think it was well, a big deal until as you know, until I became an adult, and I'm like, wow, man, I did, that that was weird that they did that. Yeah, I didn't know it was a disease you were born with. I thought it was something that developed as you got older. Nope, nope. Actually, I remember it was this, like I don't know, one percent of us, some shit like that. I remember this one cat. He was like the first real medical patient that I encountered. That's some dude in a wheelchair that was like, yeah, I smoke weed because my back hurts or whatever it was. This dude had a disease called hydrohydrosis. And he would oversweat. He had uncontrollable sweating. Oh. And he was he was a salesman. And he's like, <clears throat> you know, he would come into the cannabis club. And I'm like, dude, you always come in here in your, in your valley gym shirt. How do you, how did you, he's like, dude, my boss, he's like, I'm the best salesman on the team, but. I got this shit called hydrohydrosis, so I sweat all day. So I'm the only one wearing a maroon shirt. Everybody else is wearing a red shirt. And I was like, like, ugh. Like, I figured out what he meant. Like, I was like, okay. He's like, so every half hour, every 45 minutes, I get to go out to my car and take a few hits of weed. And I'm like, and what, you just don't sweat? He's like, watch. He shook my hand. And I was like, ugh, dude, your hand was hella soggy. And he's like, oh, he lit the joint up. And he, yeah, he lit the joint up, and he hit it in front of me. And you watch the water dry up like Windex on a hot glass. It just went, and I was like, what the, are you a fucking mute? Like, can you shoot water out of that damn thing? Like, what the fuck? He's like, yeah, pretty trippy, huh? And I was like, dude, pretty trippy. That's a trip. 
Like, you're an actual weed patient. Like, okay, now I'm at my first one. What kind of Aquaman shit was this dude on? Like, what the? That's fucking gross. Yeah, it was crazy. Yeah, <laughs> it was crazy. But he, he legit had a real fucking reason to smoke weed. You know what I'm saying? He's like, yeah, I kill it at work, but my my coworkers hate it because they can't go outside and smoke weed. But if I don't, like, I leave it, I sweat on the table. I'm like, that's so gross. He's like, oh. tell me about it. He's like, so I just smoke weed all day long from the moment I get up to the moment I go to bed. Like, every 20 minutes, plus 30 minutes, I'm getting high. And I'm like, well, that's oh, not the worst thing. So that's sweat not the worst I sleep, thing. though. Well, I didn't get into that much. So I guess I, I guess so, yeah. Oh, that's fucking I mean, horrible. Maybe it turns off at nighttime. I don't know, but yeah, it was crazy. Like, he literally watched the water dry up in his palms, and I was like, "Oh, like, that's a fucking magic trick." Oh my god, man! That yeah. that's some shit. Like, yeah. I couldn't make that up. Yeah, right. Well, that's kind of how life is, you know. The best stories are the fucking real ones. You know, they make yeah. good ass fake stories up, but you know, the real the real stories that are retold are hella good. You can't make this shit up. You can't make it up. Yeah, exactly. No way without yeah. shook his hand though. That just seems gross. Well, I didn't know. I mean, uh, yeah, he said I sweat a lot, but I didn't I didn't I would you know, for a second I just wasn't even tripping, so I shook his hand like oh oh I mean I don't expect oh, you to know, know like, like you like, know, like yeah. I never really shook anybody's hand that was sweaty. Oh, that's horrible. Yeah. I might have sued him. <laughs> he didn't spit on me or sneeze in my mouth or something. Kind of did. He didn't give me any time. Now I'm sick. Wow. It wasn't there. Now it's there, damn it. Now. <laughs> oh my goodness, man! Shout out, shout out to that dude, man. I, I hope you yeah, just clear right. it up, bro. And you like normal? Yeah. That can't be good for the ladies, <laughs> man. Oh man, it just fucks. It's got to fuck life up. <laughs> yeah, right. Just like oh my goodness, flinging sweat on people. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. So, so Anyways, what's man. the goal? I'm sorry. Go ahead, bro. I'm, I'm, oh, no, I, I, I don't talk forever. I, I do too. I, I do. I gotta get going. But I know you. Too, I know man. you gotta the go, goal. man. The goal. Um. This is gonna sound corny, but I, really, my goal is just to leave shit to my family when I die. Like, really, I just want to make sure my kids and my grandkids are taken care of. To whatever ends that, to whatever that means, you know, the business, like, I never started any of this for a goal. I just liked it. And I was like, oh, you mean I can make a little money? Oh, oh, you think people like what I do? Okay. All right. And one thing turned into the other. And <clears throat> I never really, the goal is to be a nationally traded company that is respected and appreciated for being one of the top cannabis brands that we want to be, considered one of the top brands that we want to be. But the the long-term goal, like I said, is just real simple. It's just to make sure that I, I take care of 
my family before I leave this earth. You know what I'm saying? And make sure that they don't have to worry. So, or at least that I they, understand. you know, that they'll be yeah. the right time. Um, because I didn't grow up hella poor, but I sure as hell didn't grow up with money. So didn't really know what it was. I never knew what it was like to be going hungry, but I knew what it was like to have a small Christmas, you know, a sensible Christmas, but, you know, yeah. uh, things like that. You know, we, we we did a lot of camping vacations because that's what my parents could afford. They couldn't afford plane tickets to go places, you know. Uh, so we packed up the car a lot and did stuff like that. So uh, I just want to make sure that, you know, when I go, I leave something behind for everybody. Uh, I, I respect that a thousand percent. Hey, yo. When you're when you're in a border when you're in an illegal business, I mean we'll call it what it is. For the for the first, you know, ninety eight percent it was illegal. Or for the first eighty percent it was illegal and then there was some medical in there for a good eight, you know, fifteen, eighteen percent and now just the end of it is like it's legal, legal, like you can get down. And Man. you don't really set goals. Your goal is to not get arrested, robbed and killed. You know, that was your goal. <laughs> you don't fuck this harvest up, you know. Don't get seeds in your weed. Um, but, yeah, like I said, now we're really we're really starting to put a lot of effort into our clothing line. Um, people have showed a real interest in wearing our, our, our logo, which we find it has cross-appeal. People who don't even know anything about Turtle Pie Core are like, oh, that logo's pretty cool. Like, what is that? And, you know, like it's a lifestyle brand, and they're like, "What kind?" And I say, "Cannabis," and then it goes from there. Uh, they go, "Oh, well, I like it anyways," or "Oh, really? That's even cooler." You know what I mean? Uh, but recognize uh, and respect, and we're trying to do it. We want to do it the right way, you know. We're pretty humble dudes. We're very happy and fortunate to be here. You know what I'm saying? We look at the big picture. You know, a couple of going weed, some good, just regular strains, just OG Kush. You know, back in the day when people like. To be where we are now is it's huge, and it's just I think you know what I mean. And I still like That's pretty dope. People tell people, yeah, it's fucking dope. People tell me how big I am or we are, and I'm like, uh, they're like, yeah, bro, like that's how I see it. And I'm like, oh man, if you only knew, <laughs> I guess we give, we, we we give an impression, you know what I mean? But like, I'm. I I live well, but I'm not doing. You know what I'm saying? I got no mansions and no. You know, I'm still paying off my car. I'm just a regular dude. I'm just trying. You know, in a good spot right now. Hopefully, it gets better. I than mean, that. but that's, that's you know, you you are an extremely wealthy dude because you you get to do what you love to do and and, and make a living at it. You know, so what? And I call you sir just because I respect that comment so much, and that is more so than anything else, the actuality of the whole thing is so many people just work to pay the bills. And I just work because I love what I fucking do and it happens to pay the bills. Uh, and it's, it is it's pretty odd. It, it, it's, an, it's an amazing feeling and condition to be in. Yeah, people ask me, like, what does it take? And I'm like, it takes your life. <laughs> what do you mean? And I'm like, well, I started when I was 13, and I'm about to be 50 in a couple of years, and 
only lately have I been recognized for all that work. And I couldn't be happy. You don't want to hear that, though. No. 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 How do I get there next year? I'm like, I don't know. (laughs) Right. How much does it cost? They want me to say it's a million dollars to make you a weed mower. I'm like, I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Who the hell are you? It costs everything. It costs relationships across the board, family and friends, business. It costs sacrifice. You know, you're risking your, at least when we came up, the foundation, the original, the the true OGs in this industry. You've gone through years of hiding in the shadows. And if you made it this far, you're barely able to stick your head out and go, is it cool to stick my head out? You know? And so it's, it is literally a life a life commitment. It was. It's different now. The playing field is way different. You can go to college and take a course and get hired by a company, yada, 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 throw it in your house and do some plants in the backyard. And You know what I mean? But I sure as hell wasn't, wasn't, wasn't the way it was for us. Yeah, but y'all also set up to take advantage of it, too. Oh, oh yeah. Well, y'all put y'all you made the bricks in. to take advantage of it. Yeah, yeah we, you, you should. Know, Hopefully the people who lay the foundation get to walk on the street, you know, yeah. and hopefully they get to build on it too. Yeah. There's always room for other people, but, you know, when you leave the people behind who, which I don't even want to get started, but a lot of the politics behind it were, let's take care of the people, and really they're just positioning things to be bought and sold by big corporations in a decade or so. Yeah. So this yeah. whole, we're doing this for the people, is real, but it's also real fake in the big picture. It's short money. You know what? For the it people. is there's gonna there's gonna be some people who parlay it into the right thing, but that number's gonna be few. And yeah. there's gonna be a, a bunch of short term winners and if they're smart, bubble and do something, you know, move on to something else. And at the end of the day it's gonna be gobbled up. And just like all your favorite micro brews, they're owned by the big four or five. You know what I mean? Yep. Just like the cigarette companies, they're all owned by the four or five. Radio stations, same shit. It's all got radio, exactly, radio stations, yeah. I don't even know, but yeah, you're right, totally. Uh, So, you know, we'll see. We're going to hold on as long as we can. Yeah, I ain't going nowhere, bro. I'm enjoying enjoying the fuck out of it right now. The scenery is beautiful, you know. Hey, hey, hey. We got one club of many. Yeah, I just set a standard. That not too many can even fuck with. You know, and you're in the connoisseur's only lane. It's just killing them. They got good weed, bro. Appreciate the compliment. That's what it's all about. Anyway, you know. That is. Um, oh, you got, you got own papers? Our own rolling papers? Yeah. Do you have your own? Not yet. Yeah, it was actually something we looked into, but I didn't like any of the samples. Oh, I'm kind of picky man. when it comes to papers, but that's really all I smoke. So I, I am, I do have my favorites, and I would want to pattern my papers after those companies. All you right, which, which papers are you using? <laughs> I, said, I knew as soon as I said that, I set myself up. Um, my favorites right now are my smoking black. Um, smoking paper and in a black package and I do like the vibe rice papers and I like the raw organic um, probably in that order but the majority of what I smoke is the smoking black 
I tried the raw organics and it's not really a fan. I don't know what it yeah, was. Man. It didn't burn all that great for me. I used to do something I, I tore the glue off. I would lick the paper and lick the glue off. And, well, you could, you could, you know I mean, I thought picky I used to be. I didn't want to taste why, it. Though? Why? Though? Why? Why would you rip the glue off? I don't want to taste it. But you know, I don't know what the hell they're making that glue out of. The glue is the least healthy thing in there. That right saver's fine. Uh, but plus, we didn't need it. We could rip it off, and we had didn't even come with glue. You would just lick it, rip the edge, and that that frayed edge would make the joint. And the roast would fall apart, but the rest of it was all great. <laughs> I mean, depending on the situation, you know, like you ain't too much, you know, you're not worried about roaches. Back I'm then sorry. I was. Back then I was, you know. Now a different story. Oh, man, you had a fucking roach ashtray. Shit smelled like ass, but it was golden. <laughs> when I was young, I had a pipe, and in my pipe I had all these little cartridges or these little spaces, and I would stuff roaches in the spaces and then pull them out like two weeks later and <laughs> I get the fattest headache and fall right to sleep, but for a good ten minutes I'd be super high. Hey <laughs> man, I've been oh. there, man. I've been there, man. <laughs> I know we went over the half an hour. My apologies, man. Um, oh, definitely appreciate chopping it up with you. Um, if there's anything I I could ever do for you, man, I don't know what it would be. But if it is, please don't hesitate to let me know, man. Uh, very dope conversation. Definitely got to get you back on. Exactly. See now, the next time you won't you won't feel so you know some type of way. You'll know what nope. to expect. Yep, I might call him that marker one day. So no doubt, I got you. Know. you. I, I okay. got you. It's been a no pleasure. Doubt, man. Thank you very much. Peace out, man. Have, Have a good you. one. Yep. Good night. That was pretty dope, man. Um, turtle of turtle pie. Let me make sure I'm saying it right. Ah. Uh, ah. Uh, what a really dope conversation, man. Um, very, very funny. Uh, I didn't see it. But yeah, Turtle Pie Company. Um, uh, visit Hollyweed. Uh, it's a brand of cannabis. Uh, 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 Turtle Pie Company. Anyway, um, and that was Turtle, man. Um, so that's pretty fucking dope. And if you are a connoisseur, uh, of marijuana, um, not for sale, but wow, phenomenal. Let's put it that way. Anyway, I'm out of here, man. Peace. Thank you for tuning in. Um, if you got any questions or concerns, uh, let me know. I'm out.